Pull up a seat, snuggle with your dog, cuddle with your kitty, put on your headphones as you nuzzle with your horse. You found Dr. Andy's World Radio Show. This show is for those interested in empowerment, empowering you to know what you know about your animals, the world, and everything in between. Now, here's the host of the Dr. Andy's World Radio Show, animal facilitator, Dr. Andy Harper. Welcome, welcome everybody to Dr. Andy's World Radio Show here on Inspired Choices Network. We are live today, February 21st, 2020. How is 2020 going for you and what are you creating and how much more fun can you have? Are you ready for a wild and wacky and very different conversation because that is what we get here, that's what we have fun with and that's what we play with every single week. And you can catch all the other shows um, all over the different um, podcast platforms around the internet. So check it all out. Today's show, <laughs> excuse me, so sorry about that. Um, today's show is another installment of Conscious Carnivores. And it's titled, What Are You Afraid Of? What I had uh, looked at talking about is what are you, or what are you scared of is what it is, or what do you, I wrote down afraid. Um, either way. Um, you know, what are you scared of? And it was, it, it turns into a really long title, but what are you scared of when it comes to changing your pet's diet was like the full, um, title that I was looking at. Um, are you afraid it'll be too much work? Are you afraid your veterinarian will be unhappy with you? Are you afraid someone will think you are a pet food snob? What are you scared of when it comes to changing your pet's diet? That is our different conversation today. Uh, our target here in Dr. Andy's world is to inspire you to in, in, inspire and empower you to know what you know about your animals and what you can create from that energy. And as most afternoons, my fabulous giggly producer Keisha is here with me, um, and you can always get a hold of me at any time if you head over to drandysworld.com. And if you are here and you want to have a question and you want to join in, head over to inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Top of the, you know, you know how to read a website, right? We don't need to tell people that anymore. Go into the chat room, follow the directions, and you'll pop right in, and we would love to hear from you. So what are you scared of when it comes to changing your pet's diet? This is a very common conversation. It's one of my questions I've asked my clients for the last 17 years um, in our hands-on sessions. It's one of my common questions that I ask when I do worldwide um, Zoom facilitations. Um, diet, what goes in our mouths, particularly our pets' mouths, is something that goes in every single day and can impact everything. Everything. And I'm not kidding, everything. And, and so to dis, disregard it or to follow somebody else's knowing or orders or what you should do, you what if that means you're missing the boat with the animal that you have in your home right now in these 10 seconds? And so when I ask that question, I get a so, so many different quote-unquote answers, right? And what I'm not necessarily looking for what they're feeding, I am looking at 
how they present the energy of that. And some people are like, I do this kibble. I've always done this kibble. I'm never changing this kibble. Move on. And you know what? I move on. I get the energy behind that. And if that's where they're at and that is what's working for them, how does it get even better than that? And then I'll ask that question and I will get the, my vet says this. I was looking at this. Isn't the, it's a good kibble. It's a good this. Um, and actually that good part is a judgment. Um, it's this is what you're choosing to feed. That's all that is. What if nothing's good and nothing's bad? Nothing's right and nothing's wrong. What if, if the energy is matching what is working for you and your animals, what if that's what works? I know, it's craziness. It's so different. And I know you all are waiting for me to badmouth kibble or, you know, go on how awesome raw is. And what if that's not correct either? What if nothing's right and nothing's wrong? What is going to work for you and your animal? And then we go into what are you scared of about changing your animal's diet? And this is where the energy gets so wonky and so paralyzing. And what if fear isn't even real? What if it doesn't exist? And what if it is there to stop you? If you're scared to change something, you don't do it. What if that fear, that afraid, that scared is just there to stop you? And this goes way beyond just changing your animal's diet. Um, right? And how many of you won't do it because your vet says don't do it without asking any other questions? Like, what is your vet's point of view about diet, about what to feed animals? What do they feed their animals? Do you even know what your vet feeds their animals? You know, what if your veterinarian is feeding a raw food but telling you to buy the prescription kibble because that's what the owner of the clinic is asking them to, to sell so they can make money. Like, what other question do you need to ask? Maybe not directly to them, but to bring up the energy. So a lot of times I ask questions just to bring up the energy to see where should, where should, but where could I go next? What other question needs to be asked? What if another question leads to another question? And what if fear isn't real? And if it wasn't real, what would you choose for you and your animals? We're talking about diet. You can you can extrapolate that to any other topic in your life and living, truly, right? But we're gonna, we're going to keep it on diet today for this installment of conscious cardboard, and that's that's just it. That conscious part is the questions, is the awareness, is choosing what's going to work for your animals, and then dogs are carnivores. <laughs> um, that is their classification, right? Their biological classification. Um, they're not omnivores. Um, they're not um, herbivores. Not your horses are herbivores, right? Um, kitties are obligate carnivores, which means they just get meat. Um, dogs can have some fruits and vegetables and a little bit of grain, and you can play with their diets a lot more. They can eat a lot of trash, you know. They really are designed to eat poop and eat trash. 
So it's really kind of a funny conversation. I think it's a funny conversation that we have all the time about good kibble, bad kibble, raw, cooked, this, that, when they are literally designed to eat poop and trash. And I'm not saying that's what you feed your animals, but I do find it quite funny. And this is how it goes in, this is what goes on in my head <laughs> right there. That was pretty much a real conversation, a real, you know, a little, well, not a full conversation, but, you know, what goes on in my head. They're designed to do this. And I choose, um, and they're, yeah, excuse me, like, are they perfectly happy to eat that? Oh, my God, how happy is your dog when they get into the trash can? Oh, it's like the second coming of Jesus, right? They're like, I get to eat something I shouldn't eat. Um, we pretty much do that too when we order dessert out, right? It's like, ha ha, I get to have chocolate cake today, right? Uh, you know, food is this, food is, I find fascinating, period, right? Like, we train dogs with food. Um, higher value treats when you're doing more difficult um, or asking of a more difficult um, thing, you know, whatever, nail trends, um, whatever that is, right? You get a higher... Well, it works with for us, too. Like, who doesn't show up to a crummy um, meeting because there's free food? Like, really? And how excited do we get when we order, like, the, the most decadent chocolate cake? So it's it's not really that different when it comes to energy of food. Now, as people, our diets are different than dogs. Um, dogs are designed to eat something different. As people, we eat something different than horses. Horses eat something different than dogs. Like, I mean, we have digestive systems that are designed differently. We have teeth that are designed differently uh, and all of that. But the actual, um, the motivation of food is kind of really similar. I mean, how do you get the horses to run in, you know? Shake the grain bucket. Hmm. Well, well, heck, I have a fish tank, and you walk over and you lean over for the the fish food, and all the fish come out. I mean, they don't even have brains. It's like holy crap. So, what if you played more with the energy of food, and what would it be like for you to eat the exact same flavor of dry dog food, dry cat food, every single day? your entire life, or at least 15 years of that life. You notice it's a little bit of a different energy from when I'm talking about ordering the decadent chocolate cake to feeding that every single day, right? How much fun is that? How much um, joy in life does that bring? And you can check in for yourself, you can check in for your animal, but that's not as much fun as the chocolate cake. And I'm not saying you feed dogs chocolate cake by any means. Um, do not misconstrue that. But the energy of that, like, so let's go to a dog example. Every day, same scoop of kibble, same time. And then when they get into the trash, that is their, like, decadent dessert, right? They're like, ha <laughs> And how many of you went to, and then my animal gets sick? Yeah. How limiting and how small does their gut or what we call their gut biome get when it only has to process one type of food? Yes, there's different ingredients in there, but one type of food its entire life. It's small. It's limiting. 
it, it knows what to do every single day. Um, the same enzymes kick off. The same, you know, the same deficits are there. The same, you know, and it gets smaller and smaller and smaller. And then they get into the trash and they can't handle the trash. Because that variety, the body's like, holy shit, what do I do with that? And vomiting, diarrhea, you know, everything your veterinarian would tell you, bacteria overgrowth, you know, we need to do antibiotics, they're sick, right? Because what if you chose to do kibble, you chose to do cooked, you chose to do raw, and you mixed up the proteins, meaning they got pork, they got turkey, they got chicken, they got beef. What happens when they're used to a variety they get some of your salmon when you have salmon at dinner. They get some broccoli because you had some leftover broccoli. Um, mine prefer it with butter, salt, and pepper, please, right? Like, I almost, I don't almost, I feel sad. I don't feel, I, you know, I'm sad for those animals that owner said they never had any people food. I'm like, oh, and that's literally what I say to them. I'm like, well, that's too bad. And then they look at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, well, I'm not saying it's Oreos and Doritos, but you're chopping up carrots. What if they got a couple pieces of carrots? You had some leftover chicken. You know, you can actually rinse off the sauce. You can give them a piece of chicken. Like, and it's cooked. Like, what if you added in variety that, and then you could take that little bit of a baby step or that little bit of a side step to changing? your animal's diet. But yeah, what if that, um, what do I, I guess it's that old wives tale or that, ah, this bullshit that, you know, dogs can't have people food. Um, I think it's only been about 40, 50 years when that's all they got were the scraps left over from their people's meals or they were lucky enough to get into the trash, or they were lucky enough to get out of the yard, run down to the farmers, and kill something. Like, they, this whole kibble revolution is not that old, and it came out of convenience, and it came out of it's easy, and it came out of who can make a crap ton of money. It actually really started when they needed the cans, that the canned dog food was being made to go make bullets for, I think, World War II. So they, they, they took the cans and they really needed to make something else for the dogs. But it's not that old and it's not designed for the best interest of the animal. And it is truly convenient, easy, and who's going to make the most money off of it. Um, we are going to take a break. We're going to talk a little bit more about how fear isn't even real and what would it take for you to just start tweaking, changing, rotating, moving, and choosing something else with your animals um, and their diet. We will be right back here on Dr. Andy's World here on Inspired Choices Network. Did you know Dr. Andy travels the world facilitating classes, empowering others, and talking to the animals? From Chicago to New York City to California to Texas, Europe, and Australia, while spending a good amount of time at home in Golden, Colorado, check Dr. Andy's schedule at accessdrandy.com. If you would like Dr. Andy to come to your area for animal sessions or classes, contact her for the possibilities at accessdrandy at gmail.com. 
Thank you for making Dr. Andy's World a part of your life every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, and 2 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Dr. Andy's World Radio Show with animal facilitator Dr. Andy. To participate in the program, call us in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to accessdrandy at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back and forward to Dr. Andy's World here on Inspired Choices Network. Um, it's still not too late. If you are catching me live, you can head over to inspiredchoicesnetwork.com and pop into the chat room and um, send your questions and comments our way. Um, we would love to interact with you there, um, get your questions on the air. Um, with me, you don't have to talk. I can read them off um, and would love to do that. How much fun could we have? We are... Um, Covering another installment of Conscious Carnivores, and it's what are you afraid of, um, what are you scared of um, when it comes to changing your pet's diet? And I don't know that answer for you, and what if you started asking that question and see what comes up for you? What, what am I scared of? Are you scared of making them sick? Are you scared of the vet yelling at you? Are you scared, um, you know, what is it? You know, what is it for you? And what if just acknowledging that changes something, anything, a little bit, a lot of it? Like, what if just acknowledging what is true for you could change things with you, for you and your animal? Um, and we were talking about, it seems, it's almost like this very interesting energy, and I, I look at it a lot. Um, and like I said in the first segment, is this, this is a conversation I have with clients gosh, if not daily, at least many days out of each week about what they are feeding their animals and how is it going and um, what could they choose if they even wanted to. Um, I recently had a client come in. I've been seeing the dog for a while, and the dog has um, an endocrine issue. I think it's Cushing's. I always get Cushing's and Addison's um, mixed up, so I apologize. It's an endocrine. It's it's a hormonal um, issue. And senior dogs, this is kind of common. And so she's on medication for that. Um, she's a little arthritic, arthritic, so she comes in to see me, and, and we get to play, and she's a lot of fun. Um, and then this one of her last visits, she had to cancel. Dad canceled. 
and rescheduled because she had diarrhea and they needed to go into the vet. Awesome. And then he comes in. I'm like, well, how's that all going? That's how, why you had to cancel because I wanted to know. And she's like, oh, he's like, oh, yes. Um, I forget what they did. But the vet told him that she is now just food sensitive. That was it. Food sensitive. And I looked at him. And before I could ask the question, what does that mean? He goes, I have no idea what that means. I'm like, okay, because it, 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 what do you do with that? It, is it, I have no idea what to tell this man, so I'm going to make up something? I, you know, I don't know what that is. And he was one of those that I'm like, well, what do you feed? I, she's been getting the same kibble her entire life. Okay, but what are you feeding? It's a good kibble. Like, he was so resistant to actually answering. Um, and he finally told me, and I'm like, okay, can you do more canned? Why would I do more canned? Like, okay, all right. And I go, so when she got the diarrhea, were you at the beginning of the bag, the middle of the bag, or the end of the bag? And he's like, and he's like, we eat the same kibble. And it was, it was a struggle to get, he's like, well, we're probably kind of at the end of the bag. And I'm like, okay. So this is information that was rather new to me. Um, and I love sharing this because very few people actually know this. Do you pour your kibble out of the bag and into a plastic container with a lid? And if you answer yes, you should never, ever, ever, ever do that. It needs to stay in the bag. You can roll down the top of the bag, put the whole bag in the container, but it should stay in the bag. Food manufacturers, pet food manufacturers, spend more money on the packaging than they do the food inside because they know it goes rancid. And it goes rancid really quickly. And what if your dog is struggling with intermittent diarrhea that you can never quite put your fingers on even though you're feeding that same kibble all the time is because by the time you get to that end of the bag, the food's rancid, it bothers the tummy. But there's never that connection because you've always bought the same stuff. And your dog should go through that bag of food one month or less. Do not buy the massively big bag for your Bichon Frise um, so you save some money. And by the end of the two and a half, three months, and your dog's getting diarrhea again, it's because that food has sat too long. We also do not know um, how long it sat in the warehouse, how long it sat on the semi, how long it sat in the sun, how long it sat in the store. You have no idea what that timeline is. And you also do not know, and I always ask new bag, middle bag, end of the bag, because if it's a new bag, that they change some ingredient in there. It may still say rice, but this rice came from a different country and your dog can't handle it, or there's something else in there that they're not mentioning. They may list the ingredients the same, but those ingredients come from different places. So if you happen to be a control freak like me, and this is probably one of the biggest traits you will find in raw eaters, is they are control freaks of magnitude and want to know what every ingredient is that is going in our animal. And where is that meat coming from? What oil are we doing this week? Where did this come from? And you do not have that control of kibble. Do not fool yourself. 
that that company gets the same ingredients from the same place and that same place is getting their ingredients from the other place all the time. So if you're struggling with this, and a lot of pet owners are, take a look at beginning of the bag, middle of the bag, end of the bag, and keeping it in the bag. And if you are feeding kibble, it should be soaked for 12 hours because it's so dehydrating to the animals. Um, especially here in Denver, we're really, really, really dry here. Um, we have the kidney failure rate in people and animals is astronomical. Um, we do not get enough water into our systems. And when you feed kibble, it is extra dehydrating. So if nothing else, add water, let it sit for 12 hours and get some more moisture in your animals. You're like, yeah, Dr. Andy, never doing wrong, never doing it. Well, and, you know, maybe I could do a little less kibble. Cool. What if that's a great step? And if you go to a canned food, that is 90% meat. It's a heck of a lot more moisture. It's a lot easier to digest. And what if you just started adding in more canned to your animal's diet? your dogs. Um, cats should not eat kibble, period. End of discussion. Don't do it. Never do it. They cannot handle the carbohydrates. Go to canned. If you're getting a, a new kitten, go to canned. Mine also eat raw. Um, in, in, again, not everybody is willing to do that. It is a heck of a commitment, and I do not make any bones about it. Um, we haven't even gotten into the financial commitment, the time commitment, the... <laughs> I meet trucks out in parking lots on different days of the month that pick up my, you know, 30 to 100 pounds of meat. Like, and these are the stories the raw feeders share um, all the time. And it's something that we choose to do. And it's a choice. And it's okay if you don't choose to do that. And how else can we add a little bit more into the kibble you are feeding so we don't have such a small biome? A gut biome, so that we can handle some stressors. We can handle a little goose poop. We can handle getting into the trash. Like, what if that's a huge contribution to your dog's GI system? And that holy, this is, I, I started and then I went over here and I'm going to come back to the holy grail. It is so interesting in this reality how we're always trying to find the one thing that will work for all time. The one correct answer that'll work for all time. Ah, and what if that thing doesn't exist? Because if you do choose to do a kibble, the same kibble, the same protein, the same flavor of kibble every single day for you know 10 years, 12 years, 15 years, what if one of your dogs could do that and the next dog come year eight and it can't handle that and now you need to switch foods and you have a biome that is so depleted that switching foods is a journey in itself. Um, I had another client. I am, it's, oh my gosh, this client has a great Dane. Um, and he came in because the Dane's um, low back was tight and sore and he did some other chiropractic and he did some other holistic care and he did some laser over here and the dog is just kind of still kind of failing. And so I did my thing. We talked about some, you know, what are you eating? What meds are you doing? He's like, well, I always put him on another med. Um, and yes, you always can. 
right? And he was in the office, I don't know, a couple months ago. And he started to become aware that he thought it was more of a stomach issue causing his back to hurt, which is so possible. When you have a tummy ache, the doggies kind of hunch up. They kind of walk a little different. It don't feel so good. If there's vomiting, like it affects the entire system. And he's like, I think that's more the problem than he actually has a backache. And I'm like, it's very possible. He goes, I switched from this really expensive kibble to this kibble. And he seems to be like vomiting more and, and some other stuff. I don't remember all the details. I'm like, well, what if you went back to the other kibble? Did, I'm like, how was he on the other kibble? He's like, I don't remember. And He goes, I forget how we got there. He's like, so what? Yeah, I think he asked, what would I do? And I'm like, this is a big commitment, but I would go raw with him. He's like, yeah, I have a great day. And you know what? I have another great day at home. What is that going to cost me? I'm like, a lot. And he's like, okay. And we did some math. And I gave him my, my connections here in the Denver area. Um, had him, you know, I go, he's like, yep, we're going to go on a trip. It'll be something for me and my wife to talk about. And we kind of just left it at that. But the one thing I told him, I go, there is no guarantees with anything, including changing diets. There's no guarantees. And if one thing is going to make the biggest impact across all health issues is getting off of kibble and specifically going raw. How that'll show up, sometimes we don't know. So he came back in last week. He he had done it. He had gone raw with these two giant breed dogs. I almost cried. I was so grateful. I was so amazed because he was so resistant to so many things I was telling him. And he was so irritated with me because I wouldn't just give him the correct answer that would save, like not save, but fix all of his problems, right? He was so frustrated with me. I knew that. And he kept coming back. He did it. And he was, he's like, well, that it's that's a journey. <laughs> I go, it is. And he, he used another product by Adored Beast, who I love their product lines called Gut Soothe. And that seemed to help the whole transition. He talked to the owners of the raw food company. He got a hold of um, Dr. Judy Jasek, who was on my show just a couple weeks ago. I had a conversation with her on how to do this. And this dog felt amazing. His back really wasn't that sore. He had a, you know, a little bit in his low back, but he felt like a different dog to my hands. And he was, this dog was, he was even more settled with everything. Um, and I, I almost cried. I was just, and he's like, yeah, we did it. And we still didn't have, we're still tweaking this. And we had a little bit of vomiting here, but the gut, the gut soothe helped immensely in the transition. And I even told him, I go, sounds like that product saved your bacon. Because people think, oh, I'm going to go from this small little biome. I've always, I've been feeding this limited ingredient kibbles their entire lives to raw, and it's all going to be roses. Um, maybe, maybe not. And how can we support the system during the transition? Right. So it is diet, the one thing that's going into our animals' mouths every single day. How come it is so, it is discounted? so immensely by 
um, the vast majority of veterinary health care out there. It's just completely discounted. You know, you actually need a med for this. Don't change the diet. That's fine. We'll, we'll give you another med for this. Don't look at diet. I'm sure it's fine. Yeah, But it's the one thing impacting that body every single day. So what if you could step through the fear, which isn't real anyway, and start making some little changes? Start sharing your chicken and vegetables when you have it at dinner. Start scrambling up some eggs. Again, mine prefer butter, salt, and pepper. Um, I'll leave that up to you and your animals to work out. What if you started with some of those things? What if we did some more canned? What if we added that water? Like, what could we do to contribute even more to our animals and then being happy, healthy, alive, energetic, and fun when they, you know, as long as they are here with us in these bodies. All right. Time for another break here on Dr. Andy's World on Inspired Choices Network. We'll be right back. Did you know Dr. Andy travels the world facilitating classes, empowering others, and talking to the animals? From Chicago to New York City to California to Texas, Europe, and Australia, while spending a good amount of time at home in Golden, Colorado. Check Dr. Andy's schedule at accessdrandy.com. If you would like Dr. Andy to come to your area for animal sessions or classes, contact her for the possibilities at accessdrandy at gmail.com. Thank you for making Dr. Andy's world a part of your life every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, and 2 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. What if the world doesn't function the way we've been told? What if we truly can bend the laws of physical reality? What if we can end limitation? What if weird were the coolest thing you could be? And what if it's time for a totally different reality? Are you ready to create it? Are you ready to dream as big as you dare? Hi, my name is Dane here. 13 years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything in my life changed for me. This is your invitation to step into something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Newton, Da Vinci, Shakespeare, Gandhi, Galileo, and Aristotle all knew to be true. It's not about the answer. It's about being the question, always. It's about truly being you, whatever that looks like, and changing this world. Is now the time? Start by signing up for a free video series at beingyouclass.com. That's beingyouclass.com. What if you are the gift and the change this world requires? beingyouclass.com. This is Dr. Andy's World Radio Show with animal facilitator Dr. Andy. To participate in the program, call us in the U.S., 815-880-8255, Canada, 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to accessdrandy at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back and forward. You are listening to Dr. Andy's World with myself, Dr. Andy, here on Inspired Choices Network and many, many, many other platforms across the Internet. Wherever you love to listen to your podcasts, um, you can find me there, too. Um, if you 
are able, I am live Friday afternoons, baby, 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, and 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time here on Inspired Choices Network. So today was another installment of Conscious Carnivores and what are you scared of? Um, in particular, what are you scared of about changing your animal's diet? And again, we touched on the little tip of the iceberg. There's a lot more there's a lot more, oh my gosh, there's so much more I can say um, and will. So keep an eye out for um, more installments of Conscious Carnivores. They're kind of sprinkled throughout um, the season, um, pretty much, you know, every four to six weeks because it is one of my favorite topics, um, diet, food, and what more you can create with your animals. Okay, we. oh my gosh, Dr. Andy's world is exploding a little bit. We are actually having a bit of trouble up keeping um, tabs on all of our balls that are in the air. Um, but I want to do a quick not quick rundown on what is coming up. Um, Dr. Andy's World has a brand new series, Your Point of View Creates Your Animals. You might have heard me say that a lot. Um, <laughs> your Point of View Creates Your Animals. And this series will be mostly monthly until we decide something else or go in a different direction or ask another question, you know, we follow the energy around this joint. And it's going to be a four-set Zoom. So four four Zooms, 15 minutes each. This month, starting February 25th, is how to move beyond worry with your animal. I have found over the years nothing is as paralyzing as worry. To keep you locked in non-action with your animal. Um, if it's a health thing, a behavior thing, uh, a new pack thing, and uh, a passing of an animal, whatever you worry about with your animals is most likely the, the most paralyzing energy people seem to sit in dynamically. Uh, so I'm excited about this call. We'll see if anybody else wants to go and check out their worry and change their worry and see what else they can create with your animals. But that is starting um, February 25th. It's going to be 7 p.m. Uh, Mountain Standard Time. You'll get recordings if you can't be live. There'll be more information coming out to those of you on the free membership. So if you're not on the free membership and aren't getting those emails, um, check out the podcast page. It will cost, it says free, but it will cost your email and then you'll be getting emails from us about what is coming up. We also have a Facebook live series um, beginning of March, March 8th, 9th, and 10th. It's all about anxiety. The big one, separation anxiety and all the other anxieties, <laughs> right? And, and whatever the animals would like um, us to chat about when it comes to that topic. So there'll be more details again in that free membership. And our next free Zoom, the only problem with my dog is my husband, is March 31st. Um, more information will be coming out as we get closer. You do need to register, and then you are then you'll get a recording of that Zoom. And it's not um, husband bashing; it is about congruency in your household and in your pack, and what it creates when there isn't congruency. Um, April, I have a bars class coming up if you are here in Denver and you, or if you want to come to Denver, April 4th, Animal Relationship Reset, a one-day class, definitely more details coming out about that. That's also live here in Evergreen on April 18th. 
And then we have our Mother's Day retreat treat, which is bars and foundation over Mother's Day weekend in May. Phew! And whatever else we create between now and then. How's it getting better than that? And then next week on Dr. Andy's World, February 28th, <laughs> cleaning up the mess you've made with your animals. <laughs> we may stick with that. We may tweak it. But essentially, we are going to talk about how your point of view creates your animals. And what is your underlying point of view about situations that then you're getting behaviors out of your animals that if you changed your point of view could change everything. Uh, and that that whole statement might be heard time and time and time again. And it's so amazing how impactful your points of view are on creating your animals and their behaviors and their health and your pack dynamics and, 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 and what else is possible. Okay. Let's head to break, and then we're going to come back for our final segment to ask Dr. Andy. Did you know Dr. Andy travels the world facilitating classes, empowering others, and talking to the animals? From Chicago to New York City to California to Texas, Europe, and Australia, while spending a good amount of time at home in Golden, Colorado, check Dr. Andy's schedule at accessdrandy.com. If you would like Dr. Andy to come to your area for animal sessions or classes, contact her for the possibilities at accessdrandy at gmail.com. Thank you for making Dr. Andy's world a part of your life every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, and 2 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. What if there's nothing wrong with you? What if you're far greater than you've ever given yourself credit for? What if it's time to know the gift and the contribution you are to the world and to like yourself a lot more? Hi, my name is Dane here. 13 years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question and everything changed for me. Asking questions opens doors to infinite possibilities. And it's not about finding the answer. It's about being the question, always. What I'm inviting you to step into is something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Newton, Da Vinci, Gandhi, Picasso, and Aristotle all knew to be true. What if no question is too big or too small? What if anything is possible for you? What if together we could create a kinder, gentler, happier world? Is now the time? Go to beingyouclass.com and sign up for a free video series, My Gift to You. beingyouclass.com What if you, truly being you, are the gift and change this world requires? beingyouclass.com This is Dr. Andy's World Radio Show with animal facilitator Dr. Andy. To participate in the program, call us in the U.S. 815-880-8255 Canada 613-800-8736 or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to accessdrandy at gmail.com now, back to the program. Yo, yo, welcome back to our final segment here on Dr. Andy's World. Um, this installment was a Conscious Carnivores episode, and what are you scared of, um, in particular, when you change your animal's diet? Um, and so check out the first couple segments. Tons of questions, tons of things to look at. Um, ask yourself, ask your animals, and see what's going to work for you and them, um, and not not just because somebody tells you this is how it 
it has to be done or it's always been done this way or everybody else does it. What is going to work for you and your animals? Okay, last segment. Um, okay, I think we have some time. We've got some like kind of quickie questions today. Um, I'm like, so much fun playing with Ask Dr. Andy here on the show. So hi, hi, Dr. Andy. Just a quick question. Can I use essential oils with my dog? I like lavender and thought it could have a calming effect on him too. So grateful, Amy in Florida. I love essential oils with my animals, with my dogs. Um, I don't have horses, but works magic with horses too. Essential oils are fabulous because they can be ingested. They can go right down the shaft of the fur and into the skin, which is the largest organ, and go wherever the body requires them. And the vast majority of them smell really, really nice. Now, there are some things you need to be aware of with essential oils in your animals. If you get on the Internet, um, you will probably see so many things about no essential oils ever with cats, it'll kill them. That is a bit drama trauma. And there's some truth to it. There are only two essential oil brands that I currently um, recommend people use, and that's Young Living and doTERRA. There's some free plugs for them. Um, they, as far as I am aware, do not use any um, chemicals to cut their products, and they do their best to utilize areas around the world and the people that live there to gather up their plants and attempt their best. I do not buy anything off the shelves in any retail store. You have no idea if they've been cut with toxic chemicals. So when you're dealing with kitties, I have not had any problems with Young Living and doTERRA with cats because they don't have the chemicals in them that are thinning out the product so it goes farther. That's what I mean by cutting. Um, and they're not listed on the label. And it really doesn't matter if it says organic or not. Um, so I diffuse whatever I would like, even though I have two kitties in the house. Um, I have used some oils on kitties very minimally. Their livers do process stuff differently. Dogs process stuff very similar to us. Horses do the same thing. Kitties are, they do things differently. They process meds differently. They process the oils differently. But with those two brands, I don't worry about what's being diffused in the house with them. Um, dogs, the only one that I do not put on them is tea tree. It's the only one that is not recommended for dogs, no matter what the brand. Um, and you don't really want to diffuse tea tree anyway. I don't think it smells that great, but I'll leave that up to you. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. I keep tea tree away from the animals. Um, and the vast majority of tea tree that's just on the shelves in stores is just, um, pretend tea tree. It's, and if you smell, either Young Living or doTERRA, and then you go and smell tea tree in the stores, they don't smell anything alike. Um, so be very, very aware with tea tree and yourself even. Make sure it's coming um, from a company that knows what they're doing with it. I don't know how else to put that. But do gather some information and do your own homework on that. Now, lavender with dogs. I love lavender with dogs. I personally actually don't like the smell of lavender, um, and neither do dogs, really. <laughs> That's probably one of them. They're like, oh, God, oh, God. 
and for that reason, it's also antibacterial, antiviral, and it does not burn. So I put it over um, with my with my animals. I put it over their wounds, helps heal up, doesn't get infected, and because it smells and it doesn't taste good, they tend to leave it alone a little bit better. So hey, it's got like triple whammy on um, how effective it is for bodies um, and dog bodies. Uh, so, and you can pretty much use everything else um, if you. You know, if you use peppermint for your muscle aches for yourself, try it with the dogs. You might have to oil it down. You need a carrier oil. Some you can do neat. Essential oils are magnificent, and it does require you doing some work and gathering the information on how you want to do this with your animals and which ones you want to do with your animals. Um, there are books and books and websites, and get out there and start reading and educating yourself. Um, but it is nice to be able to do something topically that could affect um, their aches and pains if you have a dog that you just can't get any pills in. Like, this is a really cool um, mode of transportation when it comes to that. Um, and, oh, my gosh, the chemistry of essential oils and what certain um, components do in the body is amazing. Um, there's one called Copaiba. It actually works like Rimadol does in the body. It works like an NSAID, so it works really well in that inflammatory cascade that that medication does. So is your animal one of those that would prefer to do the Copaiba? And you do your homework on that. You gather your information and you choose and you ask and you work with your animal on that. So they're huge. They're, they are so potent and they are so cool. Um, but they also do require you to get information, do some homework, and do some work. Oh, what else was I going to say about it? It was in my brain, and then it was gone. Um, Keisha has, she's experienced her cats not requiring direct application of the oils. Um, true diffusing works really well. Also putting a couple drops on my hands and working um, with their body works really well. Yes. Um, if you choose to do anything with kitties, um, it, do not drip them directly. It's always on the hands a little bit. Um, yeah. Actually, if you head over to Dr. Michelle, not Michelle, Melissa Shelton, she actually also does have her own oils line. I have not used them personally, but she is extremely knowledgeable with animals and oils and how that all works. Um, and so she has a website, um, Dr. Melissa Shelton. She's awesome. You can go check that out. Um, oh, yeah, that's it. There, you let your animals choose which oils. Yes. And you also are dealing with critters that noses are so much more potent than ours that sometimes the answer is always no. So go with the oil or the blend that has the least no, <laughs> if that makes sense. And that's going to be a little bit of an art because if they like, oh, oh, and then, then the last one, they're kind of like sniff a little bit and then they turn, go with that one. Because it's potent. And then you'd be amazed on how many of them, even though they're so potent, run right up and start licking the oils or right up to one and they want that on. Like, it's really quite fun. And, yes, always include your animals. Ask them what they require. Um, have them sniff a few bottles, see what they would prefer. You know, play with it. Um, <laughs> yes, Keisha. It's more, it's the vibe more than the aroma, especially when you're dealing with a dog nose, right? It, they know what they require. Um, and so if you're dealing, you know, if you have a group of them because you have an animal in pain, you pull out the few that kind of correspond and let them choose how much, how much 
more ease could that be? Um, all right, so that's my little, little like three minute, five minute intro to oils. That is a huge, huge, huge topic. Um, but get out there. Um, check out the website. Check out the books. Um, there's a lot out there. And oh my goodness, you can work with behaviors. You can work with pain. You can work with all kinds of emotional stuff with animals. It's awesome. Oh my goodness. I have like not even two minutes. Okay. So hello. Last question. I was listening to your show and you referred to yourself as a humanoid. What is that? <laughs> Love Michelle in New York. Yes, I think I did that last week or the week before. And last week was Why I Hate Valentine's Day, which is a fun show. You should check that out. Humanoid. Um, I I enjoy and utilize a lot of tools from Access Consciousness. And in that umbrella of tools and processes, um, the founder, Gary, talks about humans and humanoids. Um, and humanoids as being like a subset or a separate species from the humans in humanoids, that's who's out there creating stuff. That's the ones out there writing music. That's the ones that are like, what else is possible? They're the ones out there going, oh my goodness, now what can we do? They're the ones out there taking all these classes and learning new things and what else is possible, what else is next, right? The humans are the folks that get up eat the same breakfast, go to the same job for 40 years, come home, have a couple beers, watch the same TV shows every Thursday. You know, they have to do the football on Sunday. And they're very just same in, same out, same in, same out. And there's nothing right or wrong about either one of them. It's just to recognize the difference that you be in the world. Um, if I had to go to the same job 40 years in a row at the same time with the same people, I probably would blow my brains out right? I like the difference. I like the change. I like the, the different dogs. I like to go to new classes. I like to ask different questions. And so that's what I mean by humanoid. Um, if you want, one of the best explanations of that or the most information on that is money isn't the problem you are. And it's one of the books from Access. We'll put a link in the free membership um, email that's going to go out next week. Um, if that's an interest to you, it's a great book, great explanation about human and humanoids. Um, and, you know, check it out if it's light for you. Oh, my goodness, I just got beat. We are almost out of here for this installment of Dr. Andy's World. And until next time, what if your points of view create your animals? Bye-bye. Thank you for choosing to listen to Dr. Andy's World. Dr. Andy will return next Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, and 2 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until next time, how different are you willing to be with your animals, the planet, and your world? <laughs>